0: Attention, please. Places for top of show. Places for top of show. Hello, and welcome to Twins Talk Theater. We are Cindy and Stacy, and we're talking about theater, backstage life, and all the excitement that the audience doesn't get to see. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Twins Talk Theater. Today, we are interviewing Madison Mooney. Uh, I've known Madison for, I don't know.
1: No, nine? Eight? Nine no, eight.
0: years? Something like that?
1: Eight. Well, you were at her graduation,
0: so you said, so it has to be longer than that. Well, she graduated from- 2010. 2010 from Cal State, Long Beach.
1: So it must be a little bit more than that. Maybe like eight and a half, maybe nine. Yeah. We'll figure it out (laughs) throughout the course of- (laughs)
0: <laughs> through the interview this we'll is it interview out. so madison when i met her she was working at the long beach playhouse as a stage manager since then she has moved up to uh she was the business and operations manager not long ago and now she's the executive director at the long beach playhouse so many fun titles over there <laughs> uh, she graduated from cal state university long beach in 2010 as well as with uh Jackie Pombo-Wingett, who we talked to a while ago. I was at their graduation for both of them. It was very exciting. Yeah, I
1: sat next to Jackie at graduation.
0: <laughs> I took a picture with both of you after graduation. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the podcast, Madison.
1: Thank you for having me, guys. It's exciting.
0: So uh, I know when I first met you, you obviously weren't an executive director. How did you no. get to be executive <laughs>
1: director? Um, well, I'm not sure how much you guys have discussed the Long Beach Playhouse and their business administration haven't,
0: still fighting with sean to get him on here <laughs> uh, yeah we haven't talked too much of i mean besides just talking to jackie about her stage managing there that's and i've
1: really talked about, talked about like about getting,
0: getting props and volunteering there yeah. but not not much yet
1: so administrative wise it, it's been all over the place and uh some mistakes have been made some good choices have been made so uh in the middle of my time at Cal State Long Beach, I wanted to start stage managing in other places. Uh, So I reached out to Andrew Vonderschmidt and had an interview with him and started stage managing at the Playhouse right before my senior year at Cal State Long Beach, Uh, and then got Jackie involved. And then we kind of were just stage managing all the time with them after we graduated. (laughs) So I was was there all the time, stage managing, acting, uh, bartending, ushering, helping in the (laughs) office and uh helping put props away sometimes like you would like with you and jackie sometimes that would, we oh, would yeah. that would happen um so <laughs> i kind of just infiltrated myself and i was just there all the time so like some of the board members as, got as to you know me you do
0: at companies I've yeah totally you can't yeah you can't
1: help it sometimes when you like the place and you like the yeah, people there a good place. uh so some of the board members ended up getting to know me and then i knew andrew quite well and then the interim executive director, Liz Lydick, uh was a friend of mine, and we got to know each other quite well. And so they had um, what they call Black Wednesday, where they realized, because of some past financial mistakes, they were out of money. They had all the staff that they weren't going to be able to pay for soon. So they had to cut a number of uh, staff pa- staff parts. Um, like Bree was hired on as like a part-time Uh, shop assistant, like right before it happened. And so she had to be, you know, she had to be like, oh, so the box office, marketing and this and that. So they restructured the uh, pyramid of staff for the Playhouse and they kind of created the job business and operations manager, which was kind of like three of those jobs rolled into one, Um, a lot of the administrative side and um, development side. Of a theater, so I was interviewed along with a couple other people, and I think it was more because I was willing to uh, take a certain paycheck, <laughs> and that they knew me and that I understood the company. Um, and that's one of the main reasons I was hired on, um, because I had been stage managing and had a you know a hourly day job, um, but didn't have a full theater management experience before that job, and so I was half learning. On the lear, learning on the job, and then half taking from you know what I learned in college. How uh,
0: much stage management experience and knowledge helped roll over into that?
1: Oh, a lot. Just organization alone, and you know, you work and you work with stage managers. And Cindy, you are a stage manager. Uh, you know, having just <laughs> being like, able to be organized. And right, that's like ninety
0: percent of our job is just
1: being yeah. organized. Stage managers can do almost any other job if it involves staying organized and keeping other people <laughs> on track. Um. So, yeah, a lot of that and then uh, was a part of what I did as a business and operations manager and just kind of doing everything that needed to get done and learning how to get certain things done <laughs> that I had never done before and figuring out, oh, this is a budget for a theater and this is what we spend money on and this is what we hope to spend next year and you write it and I go, okay. Yeah, <laughs> And my f- With the help of the board and Andrew and everybody at the Playhouse, um, you know, helped me out a lot. But it was just, yeah, a lot of work and um, a lot of new experiences. Um, yeah,
0: they don't want to teach you so in school most of that stuff. I'm so no. glad you said that about budget, because when I was at TCO, like I'd heard about budgets, you know, obviously, like Darlene had talked to me about budgets and stuff, but I'd never actually like sat and looked at a budget or had to create a budget. And then when I became director of production at tri Cities Opera, they're like, and now it's time to work on next year's budget. And I was like yeah let me get back to you in two days and do a whole bunch of research <laughs> <laughs> cause I was yeah. Like,
1: well, yeah you don't think don't about know,
0: it how much does it yeah. cost to you know rent is that i don't uh, you know so i just did like hours and hours of research and just like reached out to everybody i could think of and be like i know you don't have, you know i don't want you to share your budget with me but give me like a general ballpark of what you spend on certain things so i can come up with something and yeah i'm glad i'm not the only one that was like i'll just do this you know I'll learn on the on the fly and and figure out how to do a yeah.
1: budget. And well, yeah, because I, you know, I had worked. you don't really think about when you're a stage manager or anyone involved with just like the production aspect of theater. You're not thinking about the building and uh, electricity and insurance okay. and payroll Creators taxes. And yeah, and- you know. um you know, in different random, you know, just our Terminex bill every month because they go in and spray, so we don't have bugs. You know, like uh-huh. I, yep. as a stage manager, I never thought about that. <laughs> so there um, was a bug.
0: You told someone. Yeah, and they <laughs> took, care took
1: care of it. <laughs> or to, yeah, or I killed it myself. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of uh, a lot of learning on the job, and um, but you know, Stacy, you understand the love of the Long Beach Playhouse, and yeah. so I
0: mean, Cindy comes and stops by i think you've helped donna a couple times uh, uh yeah i have donna let you borrow, shows. borrow uh, yeah. some dress skirts for your wedding mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you just oh, yeah. you want to you
1: want the place to succeed so you get the job done
0: <laughs> yeah exactly very true so then how'd you go from operations to business executive. and operations manager yes
1: to executive director <laughs> yes. i'm not gonna do that voice um <laughs> uh so andrew von uh Uh, had got married, had a baby, and then realized, I can't afford to live
0: down here on (laughs) this salary
1: in Long Beach. And, you know, we're a nonprofit, we can't give giant raises. Um, So he started looking for a different a different job to, you know, help support his family. And he found uh, a job up in El Dorado County with their arts council. Um, So he kind of knew when he left, he wanted to recommend me for executive director and Sean for producing artistic director. Um, So when I Took on the job as executive director. It was some, of course, added duties of um, more, you know, leadership uh, aspect of the uh, administration. And then um, keeping a lot of what everything that I was doing already as business manager, um, just adding a few more on. And then adding more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I was able to kind of give some, some certain duties over to like box office in front of house staff to kind of help out and step up. Because um, we're still a small staff at the Long Beach Playhouse. as
0: Yeah, I know there's uh, you and Sean, as you've mentioned. And then Larry's the technical director, mm-hmm. um, full-time. Donna Fritchie is costume designer coordinator. Yeah, and costume shop manager. Shop manager, yeah. full-time. Um, and then is anyone else full-time or is everyone else no, part-time? No,
1: yeah, that's the four full-time. And then the front of house staff, box office, and house managers are part-time. Then we have a a couple of couple people up there.
0: Nice. Okay, so back to uh, stage management and theater. How did you get into theater? Did
1: did Um, you fall into
0: it like some of us, or was it always like (laughs) I've seen it? I I always,
1: I always enjoyed performing and when i was a kid all that was my favorite show and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna be on all that i have these characters i could be just like keenan thompson um that (laughs) didn't happen but um middle school you know there was a couple of class plays and so i got involved with theater starting with acting um and then in high school taking theater class theater classes and um i went to an all girls uh All girls Catholic high school. And so we were teamed up with the all boys high school and another all girls high school. So then we would have tri-school and we do plays and musicals and um, things like that. So I started started auditioning and doing crew for some of the plays and musicals. And then... um, acted and was in some of the shows and then when I got to college I kept acting and I was like yeah I'm gonna went I came down to Long Beach I was like I'm near LA I'm gonna be an actor and I'm gonna be so successful and I'm gonna be on SNL like Kenan Thompson um (laughs) and
0: pretty much your whole life you just want to be like yeah I
1: love Kenan Thompson and it's just where my life goals were at uh and then acting kind of got hard and like not as fun anymore (laughs) And I was just like, well, this is great. Like I really still love, you know, performing and I love, you know, making people, making people laugh was basically my whole point of like when I wanted to be on stage was to make people laugh. And, but then I found stage management of just like, cause I wasn't organized actor. And then it was recommended that I stage manage a show and, um, started stage managing. And then it just kind of started I was like I fell in love with stage management and I was like this is great I I know everything that's going on with a show like what's going on with lighting I know that you know like I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you who the sound designer is I know that um
0: and, <laughs> and I can memorize all their parts yeah the and I, yeah and
1: I've had to go on stage as a stage manager oh, so yeah, having an acting had- having an acting background as a stage manager is definitely helpful <laughs> um and yeah then just started stage managing at Cal State Long Beach and I was like okay here we go this is what I'm gonna do like I I'm still in the theater and I you know can control I I like the control aspect of a stage manager definitely well duh. Yeah, yeah everyone loves that all stage managers love control uh and then yeah then it was stage managing with the playhouse and then theater management so that's where I am right now so I still love Keenan Thompson and I watch him on <laughs> SNL all the time but um, I don't know if I'm going that route anymore. But um, I do appreciate his his uh, visions and his comedic timing.
0: <laughs> that's one <laughs> of the, the other. You... Okay, go. At, at Cal State Long Beach, were there any um, like theater management classes that were available that you thought about taking or that you could take? Or was actually, it all... I did.
1: Like... Yeah. yeah, did you? Oh, I awesome. did. There was one. Um, so yeah, you kind of learned a bit about the administrative side of a web. Uh, Administrative side of a website. Yeah, (laughs) that's a word. Um, Administrative side of a theater and kind of like on house management in front of house, Um, which as a stage manager, I interacted with them, but then understanding kind of like how front of house works. Um, And then, yeah, I learned a lot of like hypothetical stuff about a theater, um, if you were running it. So it was just one semester. So it wasn't like a I didn't learn everything, but Not in that there. definitely I definitely remembered stuff from that class uh <coughs> being involved with the Long beach playhouse um, as I have been.
0: Nice. I don't think my school offered. I mean, I have a business minor, but it was like, when you step into a company that's a Fortune 500 company, this is how to do the books. And it's like,
1: that's a little different than a nonprofit theater.
0: Exactly. That is definitely not Fortune 500. And this one, yeah, the
1: theater management class was like only offered in the spring. And I think sometimes it wouldn't happen. Like, it was definitely like a class that was not a requirement. And it was kind of like, okay, to finish off, to round off your degree, take one of these five classes. And that was one of them. And since I was in stage management, I was like, well, it makes sense to kind of just find out more about a different part of theater, uh, which was something that I loved about Cal State Long Beach, because with their theater degree, like you took a costume class, you took a lighting class, you took a directing class, you took an acting class. Um, so it's kind of like you did. That's all, also one of the reasons I fell in love with stage management, because I was learning about everything else about theater that I was like, as a stage manager, I can be involved or at least, you know, kind of be in communication with every aspect of a show. Um, So, yeah, I really liked the program, and I think it was a a good choice for me.
0: Plus, I know Cal State Long Beach has – there's a lot of – they do a lot of shows, and not just proscenium classical shows. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: They have a thrust stage that is – well, it's a movable – not a movable set, but, like, you can have a three-quarter thrust stage, or it could be a proscenium in the same theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, they'd have their main stage shows, but then they'd have Showcase, which was a student-run show that was like every friday there was a one act that was you know directed by a student casted by students designed by students undergrads Um, every friday yeah like there was 13 a semester so you'd have like the there was a whole process you know with directors submitting shows the semester before getting slots having auditions at the beginning of the semester um and then yeah nearly every friday was a one act like sean great you should talk to sean about showcase oh he doesn't want to be on well he's
0: afraid people might listen and then know what he does
1: well i will make him (laughs) i we're working on it we'll make it a job requirement because technically i'm his
0: boss (laughs) yes he's gonna love that when i tell him so i think he would be great great at the playhouse everyone now has to be on the podcast yeah
1: (laughs) part of your job description but yeah sean would be great to talk with to learn more about the Showcase because I think it's a great idea and I'm sure other colleges do it. But just he he did a lot with Showcase with his um, devised works as well. It wasn't just um, yeah, no, he shows wrote, that were already he written. He wrote a
0: couple. He directed a couple. I think he acted in a couple. But yeah. yeah, like my school, we had the main shows, which I think we did one a semester, maybe two. And then occasionally we worked with the opera department to mm-hmm. do an opera, but it wasn't usually theater and opera department didn't get along and then
1: i don't i feel like no in no school does an no. opera department get along with a theater department it's
0: so weird you think I, they that would but they so don't. True. yeah cindy's so at the university of pacific they didn't usually get along yeah they did when i was there and then when a few years after i left all of a sudden they had this like huge falling out and now they they don't talk to
1: each other anymore and i'm like why i don't get it but if
0: you're both theater just one <laughs> of you sings more than the other
1: yeah but, right and Theater, though, the actors kind of understand blocking, I think, a little bit better than opera.
0: (laughs) What do you mean? Stand over here and and (laughs) And move and do
1: this? uh, Because Jackie talked about the opera that we worked on a little bit at Cal State Long Beach. That was disaster. (laughs) Just, you know, no offense to any opera student, any opera college student, but this director wanted them to do organic blocking. Which, you know, is like, okay, I'm, the director's not going to tell you where to go. You pick where to go and make it good. And these are opera students who are aren't actors and they don't exactly, you know, they're not trained for that. So it was just, that was one of the reasons that there were some problems with that opera that Jackie and I bonded over. That's how we became, like, good <laughs> friends. Like, we were friends before. And then it was just like, we worked in this opera together. We're like, we just got out of NOM. Like, we aren't sisters forever. <laughs> like, we went through war with that's, this opera that's
0: how some theater productions are oh yeah
1: you bond the strongest <laughs> over disasters
0: yeah absolutely hours of being like okay i'm gonna snap i'm gonna snap any <laughs> minute now somebody help <laughs> nice uh so do you did you like working in opera or do you prefer more the comedies and?
1: oh play-play? i love a comedy comedies are my favorite um Stage management wise, definitely comedies, just because I was less bored in the booth. Um, uh, although even a good a good drama, you know, you can you'll have your uh, headset jokes and it's funny. Yeah. You know, Death of a Salesman isn't exactly a laugh riot, but when you're on headset with the right person, um, <laughs> Ethel, Ethel Merman or uh, you know is on headset with you every night if you're with the the right kind of actors, uh,
0: <laughs> forced to
1: do board boardopping <laughs> and being on headset with you.
0: Yeah, uh, Kai actually just got to be on headset for the first time during Little Mermaid mm. a long ago. Um, and he's always heard about it because Cindy and I talk about it. And so we actually got to experience it.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a unique uh, experience because there's, then there's running jokes that it's like, okay, every time this happens in the show, the everyone on headset says Charmander or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, or people are doing impressions or you're just gossiping or you're making fun of a specific person on headset all the time. And uh-huh. it's always a fun, it's a completely different experience than being an actor being an audience member being a designer like yeah it's... you're
0: missing half the show when you're not on headset yeah yeah he said it was interesting because sometimes the stage manager or crew would be saying exactly what i would be saying on the other side not on headset like god damn it get get in your life can't you tell you're like three feet away from your life it's a special and he's like yep that's what they're saying too like, Yep, it's
1: everyone's on the same here. wavelength usually <laughs>
0: Cause it's obvious you're complete in darkness. <laughs> I what it, I saw a show recently. I think I saw it with Matt because I drag him to all the shows, and it was a really good show. And then at one point, like this actor was just standing like with his head cut off, and I was like, "Ooh." Move and Matt's like, "What are you saying?" And I'm like, "He needs to move, just like one foot on <laughs> stage." <laughs> yeah, like how do you not? Yeah,
1: no. Audience, as an audience member, I'm like, not. I'm not ruined as an audience member, but just like watching theater, just completely understanding the art of theater. Now it's just like, okay, why is that costume piece doing that? Like, oh, this is there's yeah. something wrong with that costume piece. Is that light supposed to be there? Is I don't know if that's a mistake. Like, <laughs> it's I'm right enjoying the show.
0: Right? Are you supposed to be staying I am enjoying
1: the show, but I'm also like, I could for the most part see when the mistakes happen like uh-huh. it's 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 fun
0: yeah but not just on stage like uh, I was up at uh, the Aratani doing Allegiance and I'm like they had 35 groups of people come see the show how did they get 35 group ticket sales sold like what <laughs> kind of marketing did they do for that they have banners on the street they have like a list of donors like two pages long like oh, how yeah. did they do that Going
1: to the, oh seeing the donor list of other other theaters just it yeah, it's it, like, how, it, it how? excites me and infuriates me because i'm like oh we could do this and i'm like oh we can't ever do this no one's ever gonna give us this but it's it's, um, but it's also
0: you guys have what four full-time people and two of them are full-time in the shops yeah so who's gonna do it
1: yeah I'm the development person.
0: <laughs> yeah. In all of your spare time, see if you can get some million-dollar donors and grants.
1: We get a few good donors, but yeah, like new people. Like, I don't know how to get new people to donate. Um, yeah. It's, I'm working hard at the other people that already donate.
0: Exactly. So I see those things, and I'm like, oh, you guys probably have like four or five people dedicated just to finding donors. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those big theaters get to do that.
0: Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did did a TCO pretty much. We had a whole person dedicated to like grants and donations and like fundraiser kind of things. So I think – I I can't remember his title anymore. He actually just switched positions. But yeah, half of his time was taken up like looking up grants and writing for grants. But a lot of it was, you know, these like Bravo fundraisers that we had and sending out mailings to people or thank you cards to people or, you know – looking up new new community things that would give us money and you know oh yeah that was his his entire job at tco and we only had like six full-time people and one of them was dedicated to finding people to give us money
1: yeah well so, he
0: was it also that same guy who went around to the physical buildings and community places and got like your guys's poster in the coffee shop and you advertise the coffee shop and they advertised No, that you? was that was john so john was community engagement And his job was like advertising, marketing, um, doing the programs, getting the posters done, artwork, um, all of our social media, all of that stuff. So it was two different people. One of them advertised and one of them literally was whole focus was getting donors and um,
1: grants for us. Yeah, Yeah. the Playhouse used to have um, a development director. Usually that's what their title is, I believe. Um, We used to have one and then – right there's that's, those that's the mistakes of and I remember this. <laughs> then you know other financial mistakes happen and we couldn't afford to have all those people so that job got enveloped into a couple of a couple of jobs rolled <laughs> into, into, my, job. into my job <laughs> <laughs> so Tyson, yeah, was, how, long, yeah. how long have you been executive director now uh now it's been a year and four four months it's almost the end of march it was january 1st of last year um so basically but- a year and four months so you put together
0: one whole budget and then went through that whole season and now a second budget. So how did, how did you?
1: Oh, yeah. I've been doing the budget, though, since 2012. Um, oh, wait, since you're, that was kind of like, yeah, that was my job as business and operations manager. But, um, but yeah, it's been a full year. Sean and I have survived with our new positions. Yeah,
0: you actually just um, announced the studio season, which, by yes. the way, I am so excited oh, about Assassins. Oh, I have already listened to the music. Not that I don't have it memorized, because Cindy did it in (laughs) college. Not that we don't (laughs) know every single note in that. Last (laughs) night I was listening to it again, and I was like, I am so excited to see this staged again. I I am so excited to see it at the Playhouse. And Sean's
1: directing, so we know that his stuff is always good. I
0: assumed he was going to because there's so much weapons and he loves guns. (laughs) But yeah, the new studio season looks really exciting and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be a
1: lot of fun. I'm excited about it. And we have like a Long Beach history play. Like it's not the most well-known play the 20th century way, but it's like about Long Beach history with these like... Oh, I didn't
0: know. I didn't read all the descriptions. Yeah,
1: it's... I'm really excited about that just because it's like, it's Long Beach history. We're like back in the day, like 19... It was like 1910s or 1920s. I forget. I should have... I should remember these things about the plays that we're about to produce. (laughs) But um, back in the early 1900s, the... Long Beach Police Department did these sting operations, like, catching uh, gay men in bathrooms and parks and stuff and, like, extorting them of, like, oh, we we caught you being gay, you owe us money, leave town. So, like, that was a way to, like, make money for the police department. Wow, and, are you like serious? Yeah, yeah, like, this was really ha- – this, like, really happened in Long Beach. So, the play is kind of um, slightly fictitious, but about some of the actors that they would hire for these sting operations. So, it's going to be a really interesting play just because it's two actors – uh, you know, playing different, multiple roles uh, throughout the evening, but kind of the uh, the environment at that time and uh, what was happening with this, you know, really shitty way to treat gay men in the area.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just being local, it's like, hey, this yeah. is not something that happened far away from here. You don't have to worry. Yeah, about like this, this happened was... in the park down the street. Yeah, this is
1: Long Beach. You know, we've got a we've got a good history and we've got a bad history. You know, we've we've been yeah. for the most Long Beach has been like a. Per- Somewhat progressive uh-huh. um, city, you know, since its in- inception, but we still had a KKK, you know, chapter here in Long Beach for a bit. Like this was going on with the police department, you know, other corrupt people. So it's just like, it's good to acknowledge that we had problems. We don't do that anymore and i
0: hope uh, (laughs) not with the the huge gay community and gay yeah yeah and 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 our
1: and our lovely gay mayor you know like he's not gonna stand for you know sting operations (laughs) and bathrooms
0: hopefully not that would be bad yeah it'd
1: be weird a little hypocritical of him
0: (laughs) but nice yeah i'm super excited about this season i was uh at starbucks uh yesterday i think with sean mm-hmm. and i was like oh good you're doing assassins he's like that wasn't the first choice that was like the third choice we couldn't get rights for other ones but oh like, god oh, getting rights. Going rights
1: oh god sean and andrew before him it's just so difficult and annoying because long beach is in la county mm-hmm. but we are not la and
0: yeah, we're much clo- i mean we're right across we're, the we're on from yeah orange we're on the
1: border county. of orange county but it's also that like long beach and la it's not like it's long island and new york city you know like it's a very it's like we're it's a very separate and different it is like that i'm not saying it's not it is like that long island is not new york city so like long island community theater is not a broadway stage yeah and that's like you know (laughs)
0: it's completely separate right yeah
1: like so i feel like the the rights houses sometimes don't really get that they're like oh you're in la county so you're basically you're la and you know we
0: not competing against the Pantages we're not, or anything. Yeah,
1: you know, we're not competing against the Pantages or the Center or, or what have you. And and we're a community theater. We're not, you know, we're not paying anybody. <laughs> you know, we're not union. We're not this. We're not that. So it's just been so difficult. Um, and this has been happening apparently like since like the 40s, you know, like this, you know, not excuse, but uh, reason for not getting rights, you know, just being in L.A. County and then a professional house may be interested in yeah. doing assassins and we wouldn't get it but this time we did but um yeah we sean applied for a whole bunch of stuff for this season that it was surprising like certain ones like why why like it's a just a normal regular musical or normal regular play and it's uh it's i forget there
0: was one of them i was like i don't even know the name of that show why how did you (laughs) not get that show
1: yeah, I, I don't want to say what we were denied just in case we try to get it in the future. Yeah. Keep it, everyone in suspense of what we could do. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Stay tuned. It'll be yeah. on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was great to finally get everything set, get the board approval, get the brochures. We could fully announce it because it's been a process.
0: So how does that process work? Because I've had to – I worked with Chris Gilbert to get rights at the Norris, but Cindy's never had to go through getting rights. So do you guys – have a committee that reads scripts? Do you have to get approval from the board before you get rights? How does that whole process work? So
1: for us, I'm sure the Long Beach Playhouse is a little bit different than any other theater. I'm sure every theater has their own um, way about it. But what we have at the Playhouse, we have Sean as artistic director. And then we have a small committee of board members as the artistic production committee. So um, Sean will, you know, start researching plays, reading musicals, uh, and uh, getting... Input You know, people suggest stuff to us all the time. So he takes that into consideration. And then the um, committee members also will do research, look up plays or, you know, shows they know that they think could work well for our stages. And um, Sean will take all of that into consideration and then kind of map out a season of, you know, okay, we want to start with, we want to have a comedy over the summer. We're ending with a musical. We want to find something, you know, with minority themes or, you know, a female driven play um you know finding that kind of balance for the season so it's not just all one type of show Mm -hmm. um and then he starts applying for rights um and then if he gets it then that's great if he doesn't then he you know goes back of like what's something that would fit in this slot um and then he will also try to get like a backup um
0: a board approved backup to
1: yeah so we um he presents once he he we usually don't like to uh present to the board for approval until after we have grant uh, after we have rights all the words (laughs) happening at the same time um because we wouldn't want to present a season have the board approve it and then we get denied two of the shows and then we got to you know go back to the board and have this whole process again Mm -hmm. so um most of the time uh we get rights and then if there's a show that Someone, you know, for feeling like, well, we like this one. We're not a hundred percent with it, but like, we'll get this other one that we also like. So, in case there's any sort of problem with the board of like, we don't think we should do a show about the Ku Klux Klan right now. Then, then we'd be like, oh, well, we thought of this backup because of this. We thought it might be an issue. Yeah, you okay. know, or or sometimes like what Sean was trying to do was find another musical. Just you know, tr- like figuring out like he was ho- trying to get two musicals to be like we could do this one or we could do this one and that we couldn't get another one <laughs> and the board liked the assets, so it was all fine but it was just like we were trying to kind of have some backups and like um, in case there was like you know some discussion or like maybe we shouldn't do that this year maybe that should wait or is that a money ma- you know we need to make money over the summer or would that you know mm-hmm. all those types of things brought into consideration um, and then yeah it's brought to the board approved then we get the brochure together and announce it
0: yeah lots of reading scripts and
1: yeah yeah so yeah the we have a small selection of um that read a lot of them and then it's like presented to the board with um to a bigger group on the board uh with their approval you know like so the rest of the board doesn't have to read everything
0: yeah because they're not going to read everything no no reason to waste the time being like i don't like this title okay well but (laughs) did did you actually know what it's about
1: yeah and sean's put together a great uh kind of like one pager kind of like as a, a breakdown of like, okay, we're going to be doing assassins. There's this many female roles, there's this many male roles. It's by Stephen Sondheim and here's a breakdown of the script and, you know, marketability, everyone knows Stephen Sondheim, you know, it mm-hmm. should do well, you know, uh, relevance about, you know, this in our community and, you know, why it's important to do and, um, you know, any sort of awards, you know, so it kind of gives this breakdown. So, cause all, I feel like all theater boards have people that are interested in theater, but don't necessarily know, everything about theater Mm -hmm. so it's great for some of the board members that can kind of just get a breakdown of like okay it's a good show for this this is the synopsis you know it's won a bunch of awards so people you know probably recognizable recognizable or you know like oh it won the tony i haven't heard of it but i'll see it you know that type of thing um so it's a great document that uh sean started last year um getting all that info out and putting it together easy just like a really easy readable that everyone can understand if you've never seen a live play in your life
0: it probably also helps marketing and everybody else, too, because they don't That's have to read the whole saying. script. Do you use that for marketing at all or for for your advertisements?
1: Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Definitely, It's it kind of gets it boiled down. Like, Sean kind of figures out, like, the one, like, lead uh, right, point.
0: like a one-liner that you could put on, on a brochure.
1: Yeah, or if there's, like, a great line from a review. Like, we've had those on the posters recently. You know, like, with uh, Peter and the Starcatcher coming up on our main stage um it's not exactly well known even mm-hmm. though it's like it's pretty recent and it's won a bunch of awards but it's like it's uh contemporary it's it, i think it was 2004 that
0: it came out I, I so we have an really entertainment
1: weekly quote on our on our poster right now um so it's like oh entertainment weekly reviewed this like you know that's sounds. it's probably a good play i'll see long beach playhouse's version of it
0: yeah, it's not just the LA Times did this 20, 30 years ago.
1: It's, yeah, like our, we did arsenic and old lace recently, and Sean pulled a quote from the original New York Times review. <laughs> He's like, you know what? It's the it's the same. You know, like it hasn't changed. Yeah, <laughs> the, um, plot's the plot. The actors but are the you know this? Um, you know, it's like, it was like, it says New York Times. It's a reputable newspaper. <laughs>
0: yeah, perfect. Looks <laughs> good. I have a, a question about. Um, when you pull or when you create a new season and you have to create a budget for that season do you create like a general budget say you have uh we're going to do a musical on the main stage so we assume it's going to be about x amount of money and if we do a drama on the you know the second stage is x amount of money or do you look at the specific show that you're doing and base your budget on that specific
1: show so we've had kind of the same um general season for the last couple of years like we'll do a murder mystery at the beginning of the year we'll do for the main stage and we'll do a musical um in the summer so kind of like the the season arc hasn't changed too much so like an mm-hmm. agatha christie murder mystery is basically the same price every year
0: it's basically the same number of actors the same yeah of set, the same and
1: so and actually for most of our budgets it's what i make is a year Um, taking into consideration that the musical usually costs about this, you know, a regular play on the main stage usually costs about this. So then um, I put it out kind of as a year uh, number. And then it usually, it's for the most part is, with the exception of the musical, divvied out um, pretty evenly with the exception of like, okay, we know with this show we will probably need a fight choreographer. And there, you know, there's a different hundred dollars of the design stipends type of thing, but it's um, for the most part, it's for the year and then Sean and Larry um, kind of divvying up like, okay, this show will probably need a little bit of extra in the costume budget for whatever reason because there's more actors. And this show only has um, one set as opposed to a bunch of different scenes. Then, um, you know, the, they can kind of even it out throughout the year um, and come on. They, for the most part, come under budget for the year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when we're building the year budget, it is for the year. And then Sean and Larry kind of figure out a show by show
0: And you kind uh, of down. Two budgets. For the people who don't know the Long Beach Playhouse, they have a, uh, it's the downstairs called the main stage. It's a thrust stage, kind of a proscenium, but not what you would think of with like a full fly line and anything. There's no fly line downstairs. So there's a little bit of a proscenium and it's mainly a thrust stage. And how much does that one see? That has
1: 200. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's like a horseshoe or yeah. like the audience is a horseshoe around the stage. And
0: that was the original space. And then, uh, in the sixth, mid-60s. Mid-60s, they built a place upstairs, uh, which you physically have to go upstairs with no elevator. And that one is called the studio space. And that one is a proscenium with a couple fly lines. And how many does that one see? That has 98. Perfect. So you beat the 99 seat house. Yeah.
1: Rule. We, yeah. For a bit, we were um, union waiver or whatever the right term is. Yeah.
0: All the complications that gone on with that. So yeah. they, you guys have two different seasons that line yeah.
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're actually, they are... Um, they overlap a bit. Um, so yeah, the studio is, um, uh, in one calendar year, it goes May to November or end of April to November. Um, and then the main stage, we kind of wrap around like a school year and it's September through August. Um, I'm not sure when it kind of changed. Uh, we started doing that about eight years ago when we added in the collaborative um Mm -hmm. so we have outside groups that use the studio space um in the off months when we don't have um, our own productions going on it helps save the staff some headache and
0: it i know it saved when i was working in the shop it saved it was like oh good because for a while uh when i was volunteering there it was every three weeks a new show went up
1: yeah yeah and it's still almost like that
0: it's almost like that it's but there's a little bit of a gap where there's like 6 weeks yeah, before the next Yeah, show, there's yeah, there's two nice.
1: there's two times of the year where it's only one stage running and then part of the year where it's both stages um so it's kind of spread out uh spread out kind of differently over the two stages um and it spread that also spreads out costs and like when um royalties will be due and other bills come up um and yeah the they're very different Uh, different seasons because the main stage, the downstairs is kind of more of your traditional community theater fair. With the exception of sometimes, you know, doing kind of a a newer uh, Broadway hit like Peter and the Starcatcher that we're doing. Uh, But we also do things like an Agatha Christie murder mystery, like this summer we're doing my fair lady. Um, And then up in the studio, we kind of get to be a bit more contemporary, um, push the envelope a bit more, um, more adult oriented,
0: yeah, theater. I've seen some with. Uh, well, Sean just did cabaret. Yes, which yeah, was cabaret. Stunning, but definitely nude people everywhere. Sometimes yeah. completely so, nude people. Yeah, so
1: if there is going to be nudity in a show, you do that upstairs in the studio. You don't do that downstairs in the main stage. Um, so yeah, it's very it's very different, and which is great because of our thirteen shows. Then there is just so many different types of theater. So if you're only the kind of person that wants to see an Agatha Christie murder mystery, we've got that for you once a year. If you're a person that like, you know, wants to see uh, a contemporary drama, you know, dealing with, you know, racial issues of, of, of a family, then we've got that at some point in the year. And um, so we've got kind of such a big range because we've got these two spaces and um, it's really been branded well and people understand like. There are some of the little old ladies that used to go to the studio when we were doing Neil Simon on both stages, and now they know. Oh yeah, I just go to the main stage. Yeah, you know, which is fine because it opens up a different audience to come in, um, younger. It, and... It's
0: when we watched because I think I saw Cabaret two or three times, and it was amazing how many of the older people were still there. Oh yeah, and yeah, loved it. And I was like, wow, because Sean really pushed the envelope on a couple. Oh, yeah. And they thought it was amazing. And I was like, oh, blue haired people who who are okay with the topics of cabaret and Mm -hmm. and all of that. And okay seeing nude people on stage and gays and drugs and all that. And I was I was really excited that uh, it wasn't just teenagers seeing it.
1: Yeah. Some of our old blue hairs will will surprise you with their with their opinions and what they want to see um but it's i feel like a lot of times it's like okay i want to i want to see that show but then for the rest of the time i would be down on the main stage so it's like it's, it's very much like a specific show that they would want to see like assassins i would imagine like a lot of our main stage audience will come up for yeah. that Um, uh, because it's a classic Steven sondheim you know um there's
0: no blood there's no gore there's no nudity there's no sex there's
1: well there's be some gore maybe I don't remember no now. No one...
0: I mean... Well, there's you can a bunch of guns. Someone, there's a
1: bunch of shooting.
0: Yeah, you can see so, someone get electrocuted or hung, but there's usually not done with blood or... Well, blood who knows what
1: Sean's going to do? <laughs> yeah, well,
0: okay. It is Sean, so we don't know what how that's going to go. So, are you guys ever completely dark, or do you have a show running at least one place almost. every
1: weekend? Yeah, almost. There's a couple of weekends when we're dark. Um, Like, around Christmas time, we're dark, you know, for two weeks or so. Um, There is one weekend in September... That we're dark because the main stage hasn't opened their new season yet, and the studio is in between an in between week with their tech. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, we're dark oh, um, so March we 30th and 31st. And for
0: like the whole weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a read through.
0: Okay.
1: So we've got stuff going on during <laughs> the day, but performance-wise, uh, because we're in the in between week, we closed Pack of Lies last week. We're opening up Peter and the Starcatcher next there. week, and the collaborative ended last week uh, with the New Works Festival. So we're waiting for crumbs. From the table of joy to open in a few weeks upstairs. Um, so yeah, there's like maybe forty-eight weeks out of the fifty-two weeks, we've got something going on.
0: Yeah, at least one thing. If yeah, at do. least one thing. Wow, that is—it's a rigorous schedule. but yeah. at least people know there's always something. Yeah, see. there's always
1: something. We're all exhausted all the time, but <laughs> we're here for the community.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, so back to the (laughs) how you guys run things you guys start a new show every three weeks this might be more of a sean question if it is but you worked in stage management how do you guys staff a new show every three weeks with only four full-time people
1: yeah so that um that's now it's kind of a mixture of sean and larry last year was mostly sean because he was still a technical director and they and larry was assistant td so he was kind of learning and all of that last year, but um, when we have a new season coming up, um, Sean and/or Larry will kind of just start at the beginning, and you know, email out to stage managers or lighting designers, sound designers, and um, just kind of fill up slots, um, like and there's also like with um, Greg Fritchie is one of our um, is Donna Fritchie's husband, our costume designer's husband, who's also one of our set designers. Mm-hmm. So there's usually like if. You know, looking at a season, like when we have our next mainstay she- season, once Sean kind of figures that out, it'll be like, oh, OK, this this show will be great for Greg. I'll talk to him about it. Like there's certain shows that Sean and Larry know that certain designers would work well on um, so that they reach out to spe- specifically or, uh, you know, we take interviews. You know, we put put out a call on Facebook or uh, post on other uh, uh, job websites, um, you know, looking for a set designer coming up in a few months for this and, um, interviewing new people or interviewing people with, um, Cal State Long Beach, um, or LBCC, getting recommendations from other people and bringing people in. Uh, cause every year we always, we always have a few new people, mm-hmm. um, along with the, you know, oh yeah, they, we've been, they've been designing with us for years. Um, yeah,
0: they know the space, they know the stock, they know yeah. the schedule.
1: Yeah. And Sean and Larry, um, know our designers pretty well. So again, like I said with Greg, like other other certain shows like oh donnie would love to like this you know like let's talk to him and see if it fits in his schedule and if it doesn't you know then we find someone else but the a lot of times it's like okay this show would work really well with this designer we know so then we just kind of start filling up slots
0: so then on the the marketing and that side do you start selling tickets all at once when this season is announced and then how do you go about marketing do you start like six Weeks before a show, you're working on postcards and all, so you're always a couple shows ahead working on newspaper ads and postcards and things like that?
1: We're not with, like, uh, ads, print ads, and most of our online ads, it's a lot of, like, this is what's coming up this weekend. Because if you're seeing this ad on Thursday, we want to be showing you what's going to be on our stage that weekend. Mm -hmm. So you see it. Oh, they're doing Pinot caricature. I want to see that. I'm going to get tickets for this weekend. So, like, our print ads and things like that are never kind of ahead they're always kind of like, what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah. So
0: maybe a week ahead just to get it to the. Publisher. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. With um, with the like the season, like we'll um send out the brochure and everything um at the beginning of the season, and like postcards and um posters and things like that. That kind of once we cast a show, then um we kind of then our graphic designer uh starts putting together. Um, Sean will send her over, you know, details about. The themes of the show and uh, things that him and uh, he thinks could work well for a uh, design and gives her a few ideas. And then she will put something together and then send it on over and gets, you know, we get approval by, you know, Sean and the director and make sure everyone's name is spelled right. Um, yeah, back to the
0: stage manager. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then like
1: mid rehearsal process, we'll have the postcards and everything for the actors to start promoting to having them out in our lobbies so that when they see the when one of our patrons sees a show, they can get a postcard for the next show. Um, so, kind of depending on where it is in the process, it'll be like mid-rehearsal process that we get postcards. And, and how then, um, how long
0: you... is the rehearsal process? For
1: sorry, most, twin. sorry, most of them is about six weeks. Uh, musicals are usually seven, sometimes eight, depending on the director. Nice,
0: twid.
1: Do you do two? Because you said
0: you you guys have announced the studio series, but you haven't announced the main stage. So, do you do a whole separate? Um, like, season brochure for the two separate... Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll have two separate brochures. Um, Yeah, so, like, we just got the studio brochure in the mail on Monday. Um, So it's just about the studio and just about those five shows. Um, Again, because they're so different. And it's it's nearly like it's two theaters or or two separate organizations. Um, And because they're just such a different entity uh, with the types of shows that are produced. So... We've got, we still have the current season uh, for the main stage brochure out in the lobby. Half the shows have been done, but they have, you know, Peter the Starcatcher and Flight and My Fair Lady. Um, And so in a a couple of months, um, we'll get the new main stage brochure, and then we'll have that one out, and then we'll have the studio brochure out as well. And then two of those shows would have already been done, but it's still relevant for what's coming up. Uh, So yeah, completely different brochures for the stages.
0: So Sean's almost always... Looking for next season. Oh yeah, stars. constantly. <laughs> Lucky him. when it's nice yeah. that they're far enough apart that like you're not trying to get all the artwork and all of the rights and everything like for for ten of them all at the same time. Yes. you kind of have yeah. a chance to do half of it and then breathe for like twenty minutes and then
1: do the next section. <laughs> yeah, Sean gets to take a day off. And <laughs> yeah,
0: right, exactly right. One day. <coughs> so let's not push Excuse it. Me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's and I that's one of the reasons why they have him. You know, starting at different times, uh, kind of for those reasons and other ones um, with, uh, yeah, costs, staff work, uh, printing, all that kind of stuff and mailings.
0: So how does that work with the overall budget then? What what kind of budget are you guys working on? Or what's your year? Yeah, so
1: our calendar is a, a regular calendar year, January through December. So the main stage, um, it's the budget is for the latter half of a main stage season and the beginning half of the next main stage season.
0: And all of the studio season.
1: And the stu- all the studio season in one budget.
0: So is that the way that... I mean, you guys have to obviously do it that way to do taxes and all that, but is that the way you kind of work on it um, just in-house? Or you guys just do an entire season in-house? It's... Because you said you budget like so much money goes towards set design for the entire season.
1: Oh, yeah, it kind of... Because this is just how we do it, it's like uh, like Sean and Larry and Donna just kind of, they understand. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's hard to explain exactly, um, but it fortunately I'll, will be, you know, certain costs are going to be going up over the course of years uh, just due to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're able to kind of, you know, anticipate that and, uh, you know, the raise certain budget lines like our royal the rights budget line for this upcoming this current budget this current year is higher than last year's budget just because sean started applying for stuff and it was like oh we're raising this rate because of whatever reason so we know that that's going to be going up um for this year and then possibly again next year um so yeah it's no matter which way we do it if we do you know june uh, july 1st through june 30th or um, January through December, one of our seasons is going to be cut in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been working. That's just, I guess it's just the way we've done it and that's the way we'll continue to do it for now. And
0: only you and a couple other people have to worry about
1: that. Yeah. So it's not... Yeah, the um, the board doesn't... Not that the board doesn't care. Uh, that's not the right... But like the board doesn't ex- d- Does need to understand the intricacies of like, oh yeah, Donna knows that she's budgeting this for the rest of the year and then the rest of the season is going to be on the next, you know they don't need to know all of her details with that, but like Donna knows what she's doing.
0: Yeah. as so um, long as Donna stays within budget. Yeah. And we've been keeping
1: problems. to budget. So then if, you know, if there was a big problem with some staff member, they spent their entire year budget for the main stage with that one season. <laughs> and then we've got the half of the other season that's going to start. We'll figure something out, <laughs> uh, but we <laughs> would catch we that before it happened. But um, yeah, it's uh, just kind of the way the staff understands. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm sure that's interesting trying to explain to new people who come on. You guys haven't had many new people because people just keep moving up. You know, yeah, we've been kind of just the last couple years. Yeah,
1: hiring hiring a brand new person that doesn't understand the organization would take so much work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit better to for people to understand. Uh, having people come on in smaller roles, learning the organization and then moving up. Um, I feel like that's for a small or for a small nonprofit I think that is probably the best way to do yeah. a lot of things.
0: Cuz I know how the every 3 weeks something is going up or closing or has to be built and the yeah, rehearsal it's a, process it's is constant. <laughs> you guys always have what is it two shows in rehearsal, one show in pre-production and two shows in performance or roughly? Yeah, so there's always about five shows going Yeah, on. when we've
1: got the two two stages going at the same time, there's two two on stage. Two are rehearsing for the next batch. And then at least one is, you know, having a production meeting because they're going to have auditions in two weeks. Yeah. So, so yeah, Sean will have like, you know, seven shows in his head um, for, you know, on his to-do list for the day to, you know, check, read that rehearsal report, read that performance report, check in about whatever. This show that's coming up in four shows, do we have a designer? Um, But yeah, (laughs) Sean and Larry and Donna always have a couple of shows in their heads.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was doing props, it was like, okay, I'm fixing props for this show, but I'm pulling props for that show. But I have a load in for this other show that needs to have final props going on. And then you <laughs> got to put away the props that you just struck from another show. Uh, yeah, it was always a no break, always a turn Yeah, over.
1: there's always something going on. Yeah, administratively, it's a little less for me. In, in certain ways of, like, with, like, marketing, I'm very much focused on, like, the show that we're doing and the show that's about to come up. Um, the show that's going to be auditioning in three weeks, I don't I don't have to worry so much with, um, like, a marketing aspect or um, uh, bills-wise, because bills associated with the show aren't happening yet. Um, yeah, so I probably am the one with the less, least amount of shows I'm worrying about. I'm worrying about every show all the time, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, that I have to kind of, you know, check in about every day is probably less for me than the others. Um, which is, I guess, it's good for me. <laughs> it's just less things to stress about, but other things to stress <laughs> about, I fill it up with grant stuff and donation stuff in my head. Yeah, um, you need to yeah. About that yeah Sean doesn't need day. to worry about the grants. I'll, he can worry about all the different shows and I'll worry about applying for a new grant or something. Like
0: that. <laughs> so now that you're in the business world, do you miss, because you haven't acted in a show yeah, for do. a while. Yeah, I do.
1: I do, but it's impossible to to like, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine and she was like, oh, I, you know, I need a stage manager for two nights and, and it's this and this. And it was like a week, an opening weekend or something for the Playhouse, And I was like, oh, I can't do it. Like even like a two night thing, I can't necessarily do just because of my commitments to the playhouse. And I did stage manage one of our main stages uh, coming up on three years ago when I was business manager, but it was still just like, it's too much like i don't understand sometimes how like larry and sean can design sh- shows yeah, while larry they're doing their day job because like it was just split focus for me a lot of like during rehearsal stage managing and then i'm like oh yeah that grant's coming up next week like writing myself n- to my to-do list for the next uh-huh. day as the business manager and then like during the day trying to get other stuff done and like oh that rehearsal thing like am i gonna i'm gonna check in with allison about this prop like it was i feel like it was very split focus um and so it is just like yeah the commit the time commitment of it I just have to do so much at the Playhouse for different purposes. Um, but I get to do, like, um, one-off performance-wise, like, with the Historical Society Cemetery tour that we've been doing, mm-hmm. That the Long Beach Playhouse, a lot of the actors for that show. Um, and so I get to do that. Or, like, we do, like, the long the um, staff and friends cabaret fundraiser thing that we've been doing in February. Yeah, you guys have done that a couple of times. Yeah, so, like, like, I've been, uh, you know, either performing in it or the last two years I've emceed it. So I get to perform, just not, like, in a traditional... Um, our five, nice week, our five weeks of rehearsal and the five weeks of performances um, depending like I, it would have to be a really good show in the exact right time for me to audition because it's just I miss it but it's um, it's the sacrifice of <laughs> trying to run the Long Beach Playhouse <laughs>
0: <laughs> slightly bigger role than a stage manager not that stage managers are important but somebody's yeah he's got to run the company so stage managers can
1: and, yeah there'd be a show for them to stage manage
0: yeah very true so you kind of mentioned it, you know, that you guys do these outside things. How much of your role as executive director do you have to or are you out in the community and part of different like community organizations and just getting your name out there?
1: Um, it's, it's not a lot just because I don't have enough time. I want to do more of that. That's actually something I'm hoping to like work on and figure out how to because I'm also just not good at it of like right. I'm not a shy exactly. person, but. I don't like having to talk to people I don't know yeah. <laughs> um, or like if I am in a group, you know, if it's a networking event or something, I really need to know at least two or three people so that I'm comfortable, like talking to strangers at those events. Um,
0: <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah.
1: So, but uh, we're able to, we've been able to partner with certain organizations so that we are kind of like the women's shelter of long beach. We've partnered with for um, a couple of events and like um, with the, the historical society for long beach, we've been able to partner with and, um, We've also connected with other community organizations um, with like their fundraising aspects, like with our command performances. They come in and like they buy the house for the night so they can sell tickets for a higher price to raise money and have raffles and stuff like that. And so we're able to partner with certain nonprofits um, for that. Or um, like Leadership Long Beach um, is this great organization that I was a part of a few years in one of their classes a few years ago. And so they'll rent our space and like we host their Uh, youth leadership Long Beach graduation, you know, so, um, part, that's, that is definitely a big important part of my job that I am trying to do more of and trying to find the time (laughs) to go out to those events and, and connect with people and, um, get our name out. Although I think for the most, we're, we've been getting our name out, I think a lot more than, than what was happening in past years, just with other past executive directors or boards or, um, there was kind of a, a, uh, the community was like, "Oh, we're the Long Beach Players, and it's just us." And you know, we don't accept a lot of outsiders very often. And I think that was kind of the culture for a for a time. And that's definitely changed. Um, but there is still some some people that think that way, or think that we're still like that. Um, so yeah, trying to get trying to get our name out, trying to get myself out there to connect with other executive directors, and um, it's just I got to work on that. That's something that is one of my weaknesses that I. No, i need to work on <laughs>
0: it's funny because you're always so bubbly and all
1: over the. Planet. well yeah when i'm around people i like and know
0: <laughs> True. i can be shy
1: sometimes it's it's hard to believe but yes <laughs> i was
0: like i don't think i've seen that <laughs> yeah
1: because i'm around you and i like you but like when we first met like you know what you okay let's figure this out because we were trying to figure it out earlier but sideman was my first show in mid-2009 okay, i
0: was already working with andrew at that point yeah
1: so i think like i met you maybe at like set sunday yeah, I started in. with uh,
0: something about a turtle. <laughs>
1: um The name of the show was something. Yeah, about turtle. Yeah, no, I don't remember. But like, we didn't like. I didn't just like go up to him like, "Hi, Stacey, I'm What? I don't know. Let's be best friends." Like we, like we just did our work that sure day. You
0: were an actor or stage manager, and I was like, "Great. Here, I need people to help me load in this set." Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, thank you." And then I was like, light- "I was all." annoying and loud and bubbly towards the actors and, like, Andrew, because I knew him, you know? And she's <laughs> like, like, oh, there's a new person. Hi, Stacey. It's nice to meet you. Like, And then I get, saw you again. Like, Oh, it's Stacey. <laughs> then, oh, hey, you're my friend now.
0: <laughs> she was here last time, too. <laughs> she hangs out with Andrew, too. We must be friends. And
1: now it's like, okay, I know you. So I'm going to be annoying. <laughs> and louder.
0: Excellent. Okay, we're getting close to the hour, so I prepped you with this and you thought about some of these. <laughs> yes. So... Do you have any good twin stories?
1: <laughs> um, so I have cousins that are twins. Um, my... just,
0: you said they're fraternal, so...
1: Yeah, it's a boy and a girl. So they don't look exactly alike, but they're related. So they look alike. Um, <laughs>
0: I hope so. But twin yeah,
1: twins. my my, I say little cousins because they're the youngest of the cousins on my dad's side. Um, they're in sophomore... Wait, how old are they? I don't I'm know. I'm the worst because I'm one of their <laughs> godmothers. Um yeah, Rose and Ryan, I think they're sophomores. Maybe they're juniors now. They're
0: in high school. They're in high
1: school and they're cool kids and they play sports. Um and yeah, they've got they're they're Irish and they've got freckles. Um nice. but yeah, it was it was interesting, because uh, I was old, like we're I'm old. I'm old. Um when they were <laughs> Born, I wasn't like, it wasn't like my cousin that's two years younger than me. Yeah. It was like, I was a full, I was a human. I was cognizant of everything that was going on. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, these was are. A human when this yeah, happened. Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't, wasn't like. Well, my. Well, there's pictures of me holding my newborn brother when I'm four. And I'm just like, okay, like, I don't understand that it's a cool new person in the world. So kind of being aware of like, oh, my gosh, like, these are brand new humans. We were at the hospital the next day. Like, that was the Uh first time I was like around a baby that new. Mm -hmm. And like, they were related to me. Um, So that was kind of so to Rose and Ryan, they're twins in my life. And then um, I went to preschool with some twins and grew up in the same town with them we, we didn't go to the same elementary school or anything but one of them is now like not, i wouldn't say famous but she has a blue check mark on her twitter um because she's <laughs> been um she's got a whole lot of followers and uh she's been very active with just the political landscape uh going on right now for the past like you know mid-2016 uh when things were heating up before the election and so yeah her tweets and articles and all of that uh, her name's sarah lerner and she's she's quite cool i'm like oh i'm so proud of this i'm so proud of sarah we went to, to preschool together we grew up in san carlos oh this is so cool um
0: Does her are she identical or? yeah identical yeah so sarah this, and jennifer does her twin do anything with the politics or does no sister mostly run that
1: yeah she she's got they're they're still you know they're very close they're you know they're they're like you guys um but yeah they don't they don't have the same um job they're not both involved with politics. Like you guys are both involved with theater.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, we actually have, uh, we haven't talked to any twin jet. We've got a couple on the the list, but, uh, a lot of them are both involved in theater. Oh, have fun. Yeah. Which is interesting because our parents weren't, our brother isn't, um, our grandma and our great grandma used to go to theater occasionally, mm-hmm. but it's not like we grew up in the arts mm-hmm.
1: world. Oh, I just thought of something, um, involving you. Um, <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> you, Stacy, uh, Sideman Loden, Kyle Brian Hall was in the cast. Uh-huh. He was. A, we went. We were both at Cal State Long Beach at the same time, and I had you know been like, "Oh, we're doing the show. You should audition." I'm stage managing because we were you know friends from the department, and all throughout said Sunday, he's like looking over at Stacy, like she looks familiar. Like, do I know this girl? I probably
0: like, was ignoring him because I do that.
1: Well, no, because he went to school with Cindy. Yeah,
0: so you to you be know, <laughs> together. Yeah. It's a small world because uh, I still I just did Allegiance with. A couple other people from uop and little mermaid the stage manager went to uop so uh my connection to cindy's school
1: (laughs) it keeps growing
0: still still has connections pretty strong yeah
1: yeah i just remember like kyle like saying something to me and i'm like why are you asking me about stacy go talk to her and then he like whatever say did you go you're like it's cindy (laughs) it was just like you had the answer ready
0: (laughs) yeah I don't know, but you, he probably did still see you at UOP because, like, you came up for King Lear, which we, which he was in. He was around for Assassins. He was around for um, that the children's show that we did. Me I think he might have been at, you know. Something. So he probably still saw twins,
1: but he definitely saw he you Cindy in all of those shows that you
0: were there <laughs> yeah. for. Well, yeah. he saw me like a lot more. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah I was there for but, a weekend You know, but yeah. you were there. Like, but that was yeah. just a
1: fun thing because that's when I found out you had a twin because <laughs> Kyle knew <laughs> the other one, and I was like, okay.
0: Yeah. It's always funny when people find out and they're like, Why didn't you tell me? I was like, Well did you tell me you were a singleton? How would I know that?
1: Did you tell me you grew up wherever you grew up? No.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't always come up in conversation.
1: <laughs> did you tell me that your favorite color was blue? I don't know.
0: <laughs> you meet someone, you just hand them a sheet of paper. Here's all the important facts you need to know about me right
1: now. <laughs> That's what um uh there's an actor that does that. Uh the guy that was in Back to the Future, Biff. Okay. What's his name? That guy.
0: i should know this i should know this i know
1: most things but now i forget his name but his name is biff now um i'm sure
0: everybody has that because Because fanboys
1: and fangirls you know just have the same five questions for him Uh he has like a little business card that he hands out that he's like here are your top five answers (laughs) like and it's just kind of like you know yes it was fun to film this or no the manure didn't smell you know or you know Stop those me. yeah so he just uh has those at the ready uh because he gets the same questions and he's just like all right all right we just met here's a card about my character in back to the future
0: <laughs> i get it i know you're so i think we should all lines. do that
1: we should all do that huh?
0: yeah i think we should totally all do that yeah there's definitely questions you get all the time like as a stage manager or as a twin you know i should just have a card as a stage manager yes you should call me when you're running late <laughs> yes i need coffee just bring it you don't
1: even need that. <laughs> that, should be, that should be something that is handed out at like the read through or like a first rehearsal or like yeah. after callbacks like if a cast is set like okay welcome i'm cindy here's Books what you need to street. know <laughs> and my
0: favorite is chai tea latte so just you because know, you know every stage
1: manager is a little different so an actor would yeah. probably appreciate it yeah oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make sean make the stage managers do that <laughs> i'm just kidding we have all kinds
0: of new I things show for, for Sean Monday. To do. I have to, have to do that. I could totally get that together before
1: Monday. <laughs> get you, your you, little FAQs.
0: You just found a new coffee shop, tea house in uh, Omaha that you in said Omaha. was excellent. Yeah, it's a really awesome. I've I've had really good luck in Omaha so far. I'm really liking their. Um, there's tons of coffee shops and bars. We went to a jazz club last night. There's Ooh, fun restaurants all over the place. That you know, there's a Mexican food place, Thai, Indian. Chinese. Dude, you're set. Steakhouse, obviously. I know. I know. It's it's kind of amazing. I'm loving Omaha right now. So Yeah, we'll see when rehearsals start. <laughs> but right now, prep week is going great. Yeah, I won't see any of Omaha once rehearsals start. So I'm trying to get it all in during this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to go to the Home Depot and Target and we're going to pick up some supplies and yeah. It's gonna be good. And I, I found th- like three knitting shops in Omaha. I'm I'm probably going to check them all out tomorrow, actually. Oh, busy day good job i know
1: i know it's gonna be <laughs> awesome
0: <laughs> and the home depot always good to find the local home depot and target
1: they got everything
0: they do it's always i have good.
1: to go to home depot get some wood
0: you should go to lowe's because you guys have a card at lowe's yeah but it's a personal oh okay well
1: i should well, i shouldn't be using our company credit card stacy on personal purchases that's true
0: <laughs> i just know that you have one at lowe's we Sana do have one goes... But before Sean had a car that the Home Depot is
1: right? closer to my house than Lowe's. That's, okay. that's why I said that one. I <laughs> need to get some wood for my room.
0: <laughs> they sell that in Home Depot.
1: <laughs> they sell wood. And I'll cut it for you in the right
0: size. It's true. Or I'll take it to Larry. I'll be like, Larry, please, Larry can you cut can you this? this?
1: I love a saw at home. <laughs>
0: Excellent. So, Madison, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for
1: having me. I hope it was interesting to your listeners.
0: Next, we're going to try to, you know, if you get Sean from one side and we get Sean from, or the maybe other he'll side.
1: like be okay. We maybe like a, a duo or like him and Larry on the podcast. Well, we were
0: thinking Larry and Fee. Oh yeah, duh. Maybe like Sean married. and
1: well, oh, Donna doesn't want to probably doesn't want to do whatever. Do Donna,
0: either. we do Donna and Greg together. Yeah
1: i'll come back and not talk but i'll make i'll just keep poking sean be like sean I like answer this question you'll be so good at answering this question he was
0: like well i don't know how to answer questions i'm like he answered questions great
1: okay him and i recently just a couple of weeks ago went to cal state long beach and spoke to the theater department like see, as a local we're alumni and you know some of us get to pay our rent with theater and we talk to the kids and they were so young <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, it's been so long since I graduated from those halls. Eight but
0: uh, whole he,
1: years. he, you know, he answered questions and he had good answers. So he has no excuse. Yeah. He just wasn't recorded that day. So maybe that's it. Yeah.
0: He's just being stubborn. because
1: <laughs> I'll get him. We'll get him.
0: Perfect. And Excellent. I'll be, I'll just be, I'll Recording be here. Is better because then you could like edit.
1: Oh yeah. Sounds smarter. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sounds smarter.
1: <laughs> but I'll be, I'll be awesome. here as a silent that- guest and I'll just keep, Poking at him. Poking at him and uh, egging him on and being like, oh, yes, Sean, you should answer this. We're like, oh, Sean, Sean please expand. Sean
0: great at this one. <laughs> uh, Sean, we'll you take this one. We'll just edit you out. Madison, you'll just yeah, ask yes. Sean questions and we'll just edit you out of all of it and be like, "Interview
1: with Sean. <laughs> then it's like parentheses, parentheses, Madison was there. D- ellipses, ellipses. Madison was also here, but didn't say anything. And <laughs> parentheses. We took her out. <laughs> Does Sean listen to this podcast? Because going he can hear all these plans. <laughs>
0: uh I don't
1: know. I don't know. He has, who has to have listened to some. I know we just have to he record him be-
0: to some before he <laughs> listens. We'll just have to record him before before um, we release Madison's podcast. So what? We have like two weeks. Great. I'll yeah. get on that. We'll do it. We'll get it done. Yeah. Good. I'll Perfect.
1: tell him what a great time I had. I'll be like, you can talk about Keenan Thompson. <laughs> that would make him run away. But I figure out <laughs> like, something else know. to say. i be like, you know, you don't just talk about theater. You can talk about Star Trek, or something Doctor Who Doctor Who that's better why don't I pick I don't know why I picked Star Trek
0: Dungeons and I mean we play Dungeons and Dragons like it's every it's basically week a theater things. game it is exactly a theater game
1: so let's get it let's let's go that okay anyway.
0: we just call him in early on Friday before D&D <laughs> and we just record him for an hour just talking so how does
1: your character in D&D relate to the Long Beach Playhouse <laughs>
0: design this character and the budget for the upcoming
1: <laughs> How do you make an artistic <laughs> decision with your character on the day? When you roll a die, much like you direct a show. <laughs> Wait, would he even roll the die? I th- that's just the, the no, master. No, we roll the that's die. A, okay, that's just roll the roll die.
0: It's great. I want him to direct a show. This person's going to move on what line? I don't know. I rolled a three. So your charisma points are all over the place.
1: <laughs> I know a little bit about D and D.
0: Good job, good job. I was in
1: a show about it, so I know a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, we still need to go see that when it plays again. Oh
1: yeah, it's a really good. She kills monsters, everybody. If you haven't heard about it, see it when you can. It's
0: d and D show, and somehow we have. Not
1: and seen it. sisters and death.
0: Perfect, but yeah, i still show.
1: Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's it's very Joss Whedon esque in the way of like humor and then hitting you in the heart. <laughs>
0: He, he is good at that and he's also well he's also a terrible D&D player right Joss Whedon is he the one who always rolls zeros no that's Will Whedon no
1: that's Will Whedon
0: okay uh, he always my mom first.
1: gets those guys confused <laughs> <laughs> she's like I just saw the new Will Wheaton movie and I'm like what and I'm like Will Whedon isn't a movie she's like well it was that much ado. it was a Shakespeare one I was like that's Joss Whedon thank you mom for trying
0: she tries that's she good. tries That's a. I just failed so yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah she tries very hard she's just she tries to that's how she connects with me <laughs> <laughs> movie and TV Say, show saying like. a movie or a TV show and, and telling me about it. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Okay, we will let you go so you can go back to your very important buying wood and decorating your room.
1: Woo! I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you, Madison.
1: Thanks, Madison.
0: Twin. Oh, she's there. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more, visit our website at Twins Talk Theater. Dot podbean.com, and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music. You can also interact with us on Facebook or Instagram at Twin Stock Theater. Title music, Dance Macop is provided by Kevin MacLeod of com under Creative Commons License 3.0.